0: I told God a long time ago, let me reach 70. 70, that's good enough for me. But no one knew that when I reached 70, I didn't even tell God I was going to spring it on him and ask for 10 more years. And he did that. And so I'm fixing to spring some more on God. Good to be with you. It's always a pleasure to be able to visit family life here in Lafayette, you've been so good to Mexico Ministers. You've been so good to Mary Lou and I. We've partnered together for 20-plus years, and I appreciate you so very much. And so I want you always to be a part of what I'm doing. How many would say Amen. I'm glad you said that because I invite you on this next project. <laughs> it will be the biggest project that I've ever encountered. But I've never been 80 years old before either. So two things are going to be new in this experience. Uh, I would like to just have a great time here this morning. But I've come for one purpose. And that is to bless you. Sometimes I come to challenge you. Sometimes I come to correct you. Sometimes I come really hard on things that I know needs to be spoken about. But today I've come for one reason and one reason only. And that is to bless you with the good words of God, with the good news of God. And so I want you to turn with me. By the way, what have I been doing? I just finished two brand-new mission churches. Each one will seat 200 people. I will go back in 30 days to start a new project. I will be there one week. I will go build another new mission church, then go back and continue the work. So I've been very active, very busy. I've been spending your money very wisely. So thank you for it. I want my text is going to be from the thirty-first chapter of uh, the book of Deuteronomy. They're going to have it on a board, but it, I, I'm going to I'm going to go up to the thirtieth chapter for a few verses. But like I said, I want to encourage you. So everything that I preach about this morning, it's applicable to you today. We're not, we're not talking about something that happened so far past that it was only for them. What I'm going to tell you, every one of you can apply that to your life. I want to encourage you in your walk with God. I want you to, to lift your head up high and realize you're the child of God. And I want to encourage you. So if you've got your Bibles open to, uh, Uh, Moses uh, to Deuteronomy 31. Let's go up to Deuteronomy 30 and I'll read about four or five verses. Chapter 30 verse 11 and I'm going to read a lot of scripture today. Many times we just take a text. I just came back from the Acapulco area where we have a great church And they said we want more of the word We want more of the word We want more of the word And I like that So I'm going to give you more of the word today In verse 11 of chapter 30 For this This is what Moses is saying For this commandment which I command you today Is not too Difficult for you Nor is it Out of reach like I said, it's applicable for every one of us here today. The commandment that I'm, the message that I'm going to preach to you today is not too difficult for you and it's not out of reach. It is not in heaven that you should say who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us and make us hear it that we may observe it. So we're not talking about sending Pastor Todd to heaven to get a message to come down and preach to you that you might observe it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say who will cross the sea for us to get it for us and make us to hear it that we may observe it. We don't have to worry about transgressing around the whole world to find the message. Verse 14 but the word is very near you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart that you may observe it. So what I'm saying to you is that what I'm going to preach on you, to you today, it's in your heart. You already know it. You just need to be encouraged in the word of God. And that's, that's what I pray will happen. Now let's go to uh, verse one of the 30th, 31st chapter. Moses is on his last leg. You might call him the, the, uh, the Larry Myers of his time. He doesn't have a lot to stand on. So he's he giving his last counseling to Israel. And Moses went and spoke these words to all of Israel. And he said to them, I am a hundred years old today. I am no longer able to come and go. I kind of know that feeling. And the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross this Jordan. It is the Lord your God who will cross ahead of you. Like I said, this is applicable to you. Not just to Israel. The Lord will Go and cross ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you. And you shall dispossess them. Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you just as the Lord has spoken. The Lord will do to them, speaking of those nations, just as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites and to their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will deliver them up before you, and you shall do to them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. Now, here's my message today, the title. He's speaking to Israel. Be strong, courageous, And be not afraid, and do not tremble before them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you. Now, we're not just talking to Israel. We're talking to family life. The Lord said he would go before you, and he would destroy your enemies, And he said he would not fail you and would not forsake you. That's the words of Moses to the people of Israel. And that's my words to the people of family life. Be strong, verse 6, and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Now, not only did he speak this to Israel, but he signals out Joshua, said, bring me Joshua. And he said in verse 7 to Joshua, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with the people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give to them, and you shall give it to them as an inheritance. Again, in verse 8. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you, family life. He will not fail you, and he will not forsake you. Those are the words of our Lord through Moses. Now, if you don't believe that, you don't have to turn there, but in the first chapter of Joshua, not from Moses, not through Moses, but directly from the Lord himself, Three times in the first chapter, he says to to Joshua, be strong, be courageous, be not afraid. Be strong, be courageous, be not afraid. Be strong, be courageous, and be not afraid for the Lord God is with you. Father, I pray the word of God to pierce the hearts and the minds of each one of us that we may be bold and courageous in our walk with you, Father, and that we will say to the problems that come our way, get thee behind me in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I just read to you the challenge that Moses had to the people. There are three things that I want to major on this morning. One, before you start out, before you give up, before you quit, know who you are. Know your ability. I know who Larry Myers is. I know my ability. Never let anyone try to define your ability. You know it. Todd Menard, you know who you are. And if you will let people, they'll tell you how many ways it's not going to work. Let nobody, no one define your ability. I had already done the Red River from Denison all the way down to the intercoastal canal in Morgan City. Had a great trip alone. A little flat-bottomed boat. And then I went up to Minnesota, put it in, came all the way down to Louisiana. I know the Mississippi. Every curve on the Mississippi River, I know it. And so I called the the uh, rangers in uh, in Montana. And I said, I want to do the Missouri River. They were very kind. They said, uh, what kind of boat do you have? I said, a little bateau. You Cajuns, you know what I'm talking about on a bateau, huh? And now, if you're from Texas, you're talking about just a little flat-bottom boat with a little rake on the end of it, about like 15-foot uh, long, about maybe three, three-and-a-half feet wide. What kind of a boat do you have? Got a flat-bottom John boat. Okay. Hey it is virtually impossible for you to do the Missouri River in that boat. You know your river, but you don't know who you're talking to. Never let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do. Know who you are and be strong, courageous, and be unafraid. And so I did the Missouri River. Now, those guys were not lying to me when they said it's impossible because it almost was impossible. You see, there's storms on that river. They told me that that flat country, there are lakes that are 200 miles wide, 200 miles long. And when the water's high, they're, they're wide, and there's, the wind is vicious and have huge waves. It said, that's why they said it's virtually impossible. And they were virtually correct. Because I came to a point on the Missouri River, beautiful. I mean, just a picture. So that's a good place for me to put my little tent up and, and spend the night. But I didn't know about those storms that like to come at night. And so the next morning, when I woke up, I heard the storm in the middle of the night, and I knew, I knew, I knew what I was going to find the next morning. I opened my tent, and nothing but the very top of my motor was above the water. All, everything was gone. $400 pair of binoculars gone. All of my tools were gone. Everything was gone. The storm had destroyed everything. But I did. I did what all good Cajuns would do. I had taken my little coffee pot and my comb into my tent that night. And I sat down and I made myself a cup of good coffee. (laughs) Be strong, be courageous, and know your abilities. I paddled for two hours and I only went two miles. I had 78 miles more to paddle. Be strong, be courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. That's the word, that's the word that God gave to Joshua. That's the word I'm giving to you. And the storm returned. I paddled in, spent another night by myself. The next morning, my second point Not only should you know who you are, you should know who God is. If you're going to try to tackle life on your own, I bid you farewell right now. You're not going to make it. There are storms in life that will sink you. There are storms in life that will destroy you. There are storms in life that will kill you. If you think you're man enough or woman enough to do it without God. I don't want to, I don't, don't want to be with you. So know who you are, but at the same time, know who God is. Know, have a relation with God and experience with God. Know God and know the abilities of God. Go back and look at every miracle from the beginning of time until today and you see the power, the awesome power of the Almighty God. And the third thing I want you to remember, know that difficult times will come. Know that storms will rock your boat. Know that storms will blow against your life. Know that torrents of rain like Houston has received and the houses flooded and, and people dying there. Know that storms Are going to come. Because you're a member of family life, that does not, that does not, uh, uh, how would I, should I say, that does not make you so special that you're never going to have a problem in life. I can promise you, in this life, you will have trials and tribulations. But there's a fourth thing that I want to mention. Know that. Things have a way of turning around. Know that God has a way of turning everything that seems to be wrong in your life, turn it around and make it a glorious blessing. Know that. Never give in to your struggles. You say, but Brother Larry, you have no problems. Well, I've had two back surgeries. Both knees have been operated on. A stroke that Mayo Clinic said will continue on getting worse. But I still know God. And I still know Larry. And Larry and God, we've been getting along together for a long, 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 long time. But know that struggles will come, but do not give in to your struggle. I, I can't go any further than this until you get this point. Do not give in to whatever's problem in you. Do not give in to your weaknesses. Do not give in to the temptations of the devil. Do not, in no way you fight until there's not a breath left in your body, but you don't give up. Let me talk a little bit about Elijah. Great man, wasn't he? Powerful man. A man that knew his ability. He knew who he was. Can you imagine walking up to a dear widow lady, gathering up a few little sticks, and saying to her, bring me some water. Oh, and by the way, while you're bringing me some water, make me a little cake for me to eat. Sir, I've only got just enough for me and my boy. I'm gathering these sticks up for the last meal. This is the last meal. We're going to eat, and we're going to die. That's a dire situation. But Elijah knew who he was and he knew who God was. He said, It doesn't matter. Bring it to me anyway. Just bring it to me. I don't know if I have that ability. Do you? I wouldn't think so. I mean, I'm going to say, You eat it first, I'll die. You got two, you got one boy there. But nevertheless, she did it. And the Bible said, never did that flower bowl go empty, nor that jar of oil failed. Because the man of God who knew who he was and knew who God was had said, make me a cake first. Great man of God. So powerful that he challenged Ahab. He had not reigned for about four and a half years. He challenged Ahab. He said, bring the prophets of Baal. We're going to find out who God is. If God answers by fire, our God, then he is Lord. If God answers by fire for the prophets of Baal, then he is God. Great man of God, knew his ability and knew the ability of God. Prophets of Baal prayed and slashed themselves and danced and screamed all day long. No fire fell from heaven. Elijah just simply repaired the altar, laid the sacrifice there, soaked it in water. Soaked it again. Soaked it a third time in water. You know why? He knew his ability. He knew his relationship. And he knew God Almighty. And when he lifted up his head and said, Lord, send the fire. Fire came from heaven. And the sacrifice was consumed and the water licked up. How wonderful to have that relationship with God. But I told you that problems come to all of us. But certainly not to a man who could call fire down from heaven. He's above any kind of a problem. But yet when he goes back, a a little flimsy Jezebel. I'm not calling any of you ladies Jezebel, forbid me. But she looked at Elijah when when Ahab told her what had happened. By this time tomorrow, God do to me and more so. If Elijah is not like one of those prophets of Baal, dead, he slew 450 of the prophets of Baal. And Jezebel said to him, let it be known that by this time tomorrow, he's going to be like one of those dead prophets of Baal. And this great man of God tucked tail and ran like a scared dog. What I'm trying to tell you is regardless as to where you are in life, in health, in your marriage, in your relationships, regardless, there's going to be storms coming your way. And he he flees to the brook sheriff. And he says to God, might as well kill me. You might as well take my life. It's all over. I'm no good. I'm the only one left in all the world. If you feel like that, you might as well get off your pity patty party and come on down here this morning and ask God for a renewing and a refilling of power, courage, and be not afraid, Spirit. So he leaves and he goes to the mountaintop. and he gets up on the mountaintop. What are the first words that he heard from God? Anybody in this church know? He goes on up to Mount Horeb and he's up there and he hears the voice of God. What did he hear? Come on. I'm going to start teaching Sunday school down here. What are you doing here? I mean, what what are you doing here? There's a lot of work to be done. What are you doing here? Now I told you that God has a way of turning around difficult situations. I'm positive that there are people here today that are struggling. I'm sure that there are multitudes struggling in Houston, Lake Charles, Beaumont. I'm sure that there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands looking at their situation and wondering how in the world are they going to be able to survive. God has a way of turning that negative into a positive. And so Elijah and Elisha crossed over the Jordan River, walking along, talking. Now think about this. Walking along, talking, and suddenly God sends an Uber from heaven. The Uber of all Ubers didn't even have a driver, but the Uber came from heaven. Flaming horses, flaming chariot, made a circle around Elijah. He was gone and in heaven. From a man who was saying, let me die, to a man that would never die. That's the ability of your God. Know who you are. Never give in to your weaknesses. Never give in to your struggles. And know that God is the master of any problem that will ever come to your life. Do you understand me? Little lady gathering up courage to speak to the prophet Elisha. And Elijah, Elisha said, what, what do you want from me? She said, well, you know, my, my, my husband feared God and a loyal supporter of you. He died and left a big old debt. And she said, the creditors coming to take my two kids right now to put them, make them slaves. Pretty dire situation. I wonder what would happen in the Menard home if suddenly someone knocked on your door and said, we need that little girl to pay off your debt a storm wouldn't it that lady was in a storm about to lose two children that she had given birth to Loved them with all of her heart soul and body but you know the rest of that story last she said borrow vases she said what do you have in the house only a little oil borrow all the vases you can from all your neighbors Go into the door, into the house, close the door, start filling from that little bowl of oil that you have until every vase was filled. Let me give you some good news. He said, now go and sell what you have and retire. That's what he said. Go and sell it, pay your debt, and you and your your boys live the rest of your life on it. God can turn any situation around. He can because he's God. I'd love to spend some time with David, but I can't. I can a little bit. See, I'm a presbyter here. I can't move the clock back. But I can say, give me a little bit more time. So David knew who he was and knew who his God was. When Saul, when he, when, he, when he said, I will fight that giant, Saul said, you can't do it. You're but a kid. Never let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do. Never let anybody tell you. If you only knew how many people told me it wouldn't work when I went on the mission field. My Lord, multitudes and multitudes. But David knew his ability because he would already killed the bear and the lion. He knew God's ability because he said God gave him the ability to kill the bear and the lion. That's the first two points right there. That's the beginning of your foundation. Brothers said you can't do it. Everybody said you can't do it. But he surprised everybody when he came down from that mountain with his big ugly giant's head in his hand. Wrapped his his hand around the hair. Threw that head over his shoulder. Walked on down because he knew who he was and he knew who the God of Almighty was. And he, he did what he said he would do. He killed that enemy. Storms will come. And I'll close in a half an hour. I am 80 years old. 30 days ago, I turned 80, July the 30th. 30 days from now, I will start a brand new project. The biggest project I've ever done in all of my life. I could build a church for 12,000, a mission church. Just the land cost me 150,000. Whew. Breathe now, or you're going to die. Whoever. Die. It will cost a half million to $600,000. But why do it, Larry? At 80 years of age, why do it? At 80 years of age, why not? Why not do it? But why do it? Because I can. I know who I am, and I know who my Lord that i walked with for 60 years is. And together... Not my job to figure out how it's going to be paid for. My job is to obey the voice of God when He says, do it. Have I have I touched a place in your heart? Do you understand? Don't give up never, ever in your life. Come on, Pastor. You think I'm going to keep talking? Well, I'm going to do that even after you get here. I love this man. But if you have anything to pray about, pray for Houston. Because there's a lot of people need to hear this message right here today. That God is big enough to turn it around. God is big enough to take care of their needs. God is big enough. So as I close today, know who you are. And know who your God is. And then just don't take no for an answer. Just do it.